0: Bulls and bears. Diversify your assets. Remember that a penny saved is a penny earned. And remind yourself that one man's tax fraud is another man's scarcity-based macroeconomic collaborative wealth program.
1: I'm sorry, is is there world poverty or can I go to space now? Because it's time to talk tall to me. <laughs> In three, two... <laughs> The millionaire has been ejected into space. Trajectory into the sun. Mission accomplished. Straight into the sun. Asset. Look into the sun. Look <laughs> right into the sun. While he burns out. Welcome
0: back, friends. I am Omen Said. And
1: I am Nick McGill.
0: Together we are Feckless Moms.
1: And this collaboratively, collectively, enjoyably is Talk told to Me.
0: A long-term risk assessment in the shady ledgers of prog rock in which... Net Income Nick, and Omen Stimulus Package Sade will put on our little green visors and crunch the numbers on every single track that iconoclastic rock band Jethro Tull has ever produced. We will dispute the broad social impact of the Martin Barr bailout, debate the John Evan exchange rate, and fret over the levels of gross glasscock production then we will tip over our inkwells in excitement when fearless technocrat Ian Anderson adjusts the fair flute trade price by 0.2%.
1: For the briefest of moments for one semester when you were a business major, when you went to to pick up all the ladies, is, is that what you said? Say, hey, you want to see my uh, stimulus package?
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run a cost-benefit analysis all over
1: your face. <laughs> What's the ROI on this uh, this hooking up here? Huh? <laughs>
0: It's, gross uh, yeah disgusting <laughs> disgusting behavior from everyone um welcome back nick hello
1: welcome hi omen how are you
0: i am okay okay as i mentioned before we started officially recording my brain is a little bit in arrears mm yeah with its cognitive abilities cuz i got up very early and, and went to connecticut to teach a, a class on Comedy Delarte and mask
1: work, and uh, it was a long. It was a long day. How long is the train ride up out to New Canaan? Couple hours, right? About ten feet. Oh, that's it. I mean, you just like to take the train. Takes a long time. Uh, oh. it, it's um,
0: <laughs> the train itself is an hour and twenty five minutes, okay. but then you add the fifty minute subro- subway ride to it. So it's e. it's two hours there, two hours back. So it's about four yeah. hours of travel.
1: That's a lot. That is taxing, I would say.
0: Hey, way to
1: bring it back to the theme. There there it is. Full circle, reincorporation.
0: And with that, Nick.
1: With that.
0: We get to talk a little bit about what is so exciting about today.
1: Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah, we have no need for preamble. We're going to keep doing it, but we've got no need for it. (laughs) And we are going to dive into the first of the bonus tracks off of Heavy Horses. That's right. This is a song very exciting that omen you have never heard before.
0: I have officially never heard it. Play the sting.
1: So, 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 so so
0: yes, indeed, it is fresh and clean to me. I am excited to hear a new tall song. It doesn't happen too often, Nick, but here on the Feckless Moms podcast, in the Feckless, here at the Feck, here and there. No, here at the Feckless Moms Audio Network, anything is possible.
1: That's right. We are making your dreams come true.
0: Yep. Um, so, Mary, if you would just hand me the the freshly wrapped up uh, disc there, I'm gonna try to get the plastic off of it. Try to get the going to get the plastic. It's really it's really on here. Mary, could you hand me could you hand me a knife, please? Like, oh my oh my god, Mary, that is that is a very big knife.
1: Uh, dare I say overkill? I don't want to say that in front of her, though.
2: You want something done right, you better knife it yourself
0: <laughs> that's not that's not really the expression that is the expert that is the expression okay, that is totally okay. the expression
1: just mary uh, mary a little slit there not Sh- been you you've been not not been going to anger management classes, have you mary
0: Mary It used to be a shovel uh, I think she means the knife, yeah
1: oh. I've been taking blacksmithing in my spare time. Oh, okay. oh no. Good. I mean, I, I support a hobby. I su- that's support. great.
0: Yeah. it uh. explains all the noise at night. All right. I finally <laughs> got it open, and uh, I'm ready to listen to this new track. And, Nick, what is it called?
1: All right. This track is Living in These Hard Times. Hmm.
0: A mouthful. And now let's have an earful. Nick,
1: okay. Omen. There
0: we have
1: uh, listening to these hard times. Omen, there you have living in these hard times.
0: There, there, I have. You are already <laughs> familiar with it.
1: I am. I am. What do you think? First thoughts. You full disclosure. You did take a look at the lyrics beforehand, but there's no way to know any sort of sound when it comes to just looking at Tall's lyrics. Absolutely,
0: yes. I listened to I listened to about the first ten seconds of it earlier today, just to. Confirm that you had never heard it before. Just confirm that I hadn't heard it. In yeah, then, right. And I can confirm that this was my first time listening to it. Hmm. My first impression is that it is a little choppy in terms of its construction. Hmm. Okay. I don't think that it flows together as well as some of their other stuff. Sure,
1: sure. It certainly does not fit the caliber of what we have just listened to for the last couple of months with Heavy Horses.
0: That being said, I can remember the experience in our younger days of getting a new album and listening to it and it being a sound that I wasn't familiar with. Yeah. You know, a new tall album. And it taking me a couple of listens to really get into it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think you'll dig this. If you give it a couple more listens, I, I think this is something that you will like. I think you're more forgiving than I am.
0: Well, that's that's for damn sure.
1: I'm just asking. Will you please forgive me for? I, for
0: <laughs> I will. I will.
1: Oh, go got to it. my grave in rage. Musically, yes, it is it's it's pretty heavy horsey. You know, it's kind of heavy horses. It's kind of crest. It's kind of you know. It's it's not deep deep folk. Like songs and heavy horses. I think it's, uh, it feels like it belongs a little later on in, in some of their lighter stuff. Not Stormwatch and say maybe Broadsword, maybe Crest, Rock Island, Catfish around there. Like their folk, their folk prog light sound.
0: Yeah. The flute has an interesting quality to it where he's really, it, what stood out to me is that he seems to be playing it a little bit more. More with an attempt to be like more correct on the flute, mm. rather than the kind of visceral, yeah, sound. You know, it's very different than what we have, that we what we heard in benefit, and it even see, seems different to me than what we heard in heavy horses. It seems yeah. a little bit more. I, I guess the only word that I, is coming to my mind is stilted, but I know that has yeah. a, a negative connotation, and I don't really mean that.
1: Mm-hmm. It's less raw. Maybe it's a little more performative. It's well, well, too soon for him to take official lessons at the behest of his daughter. Yeah. It's way too early for that. But, but yeah, there, there is a difference in style here. And maybe it's just because we're accustomed to the heavy horse's flute that it feels a little more jarring. But, but yeah, there's, there is something to be, to be noted there, I would say. One
0: thing that I do enjoy about it is that the, way that the bass and drums come in after the little intro is very uh-huh. effective. And they kind of repeat that trick. That phrase, yeah. A- as it were. You know, that's, that's often, you know, throughout the song you hear the bass and drums pull back and then come in with that. Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the flute and the acoustic are the main all the way through, but the drums and bass pull back and, and then step forward again, like you said. The the tambo is is pretty prominent throughout this once it kicks in, I think.
0: little Rambo tambo.
1: Rambo tambo.
0: Live for nothing or die
1: for something. The strings. I don't know if they're strings or synth strings i can't quite tell what what goes on at, at, at the start of that second phrase mm. but they're in there and then we do get definitive strings at about the second half mm-hmm. but that first bit when the the bass and drums first come in in that part. I it's just like this really low, rumbly kind of. It's it, honestly, it sounds like a a synth or an organ on a string setting almost.
0: Yes. I'll have to take another listen to it, but I I think that you are probably correct. Mm-hmm. The time signature is very interesting in this song it's definitely a compound time signature you know very yeah. jumping back and forth between 4-4 four, four and 3-4 etc with i think some anomalous measures thrown in with just one or two beats you know here yeah. or there to kind of mess everything up it's particularly noticeable on on the line we'll laugh and we'll sing mm-hmm. try to pull a pound from your pocket that
1: chorus yeah.
3: Well the flies in the milk and the cats in dispute. Another button in the oven. Oh what to do? laugh and the we'll thing and we'll try to bring a pound of your pocket. Good day to you. Oh, these hard times.
1: Do you reckon that is why it felt so choppy? I think is the the adjective you you used. Is that is that why it's so yeah, choppy?
0: I think that that lends to it. I'm really not sure what it is. There's something about the way that the rhythm is being played. Yeah,
1: it's almost a staccato.
0: It is. The whole thing is very staccato. And there are some key changes, I believe. I could be wrong, but it seems like there are some key changes or modulations back and forth throughout the song, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if they help to drive it forward in my first listening opinion.
1: So you're saying that they're the opposite of that. You're saying they're detrimental. That they 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 cause some discordance, some kind of unease in hearing it for the first time. Yeah, maybe so. It it I struggled
0: to find the groove of listening mm. to the song. Okay. But again, that's my first listen, and I have had that experience before. And then listened to it, you know, listened to a song a couple more times, then really got into it. So maybe I just have the the new tall shock.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would not be surprised. I would not put that past this experience because I enjoy this song. I've heard it a couple of times. I think it's fun. It's weird. It's oddly bouncy for the, the content of yeah. the song. I, I like this one. I do like this one. It's fun. It's not a go-to. It's not on any of my lists, but it's mm. it's good. It's a good song. It's not one that I'll skip.
0: Put it on your list of songs that aren't on lists.
1: There you go. I'll create a list just for that. And as soon as I put it on there... It falls off, and then goes back <laughs> on again. It's it's a weird cycle. Yeah,
0: you should try ink instead of Scrabble tiles.
1: I've been using Scrabble tiles for years, and oh, I'm not changing. That's now. true.
0: You know what? Who,
1: who am I kidding? My emails are a jumble. <laughs> Literally, don't shake <laughs> your computer.
0: So, Nick, I have a question for you. Yeah. I have an impression of this song, and I'm wondering if you share it. Okay. Does this song seem a little Christmassy to you?
1: Oh, interesting. Could it just be the Tambo resembling Christmas bells, the jingle bells?
0: Maybe. Maybe that's part of it.
1: I know that certainly that certainly helps it. Um yeah, I think it might actually be those potential bizarre string sounding strings in the mm. background, that that deep, rich, uh cello y boom, boom 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 with the jingle bell. I can see that as a as a carol kind of sound, like a symphonic carol sound. Yeah, I get it. I get it.
0: For me, the flute really is what does it for Mm. me. That tune that the flute repeats.
2: We're baking a figgy pudding.
1: Yeah, honestly, he could have rewritten the lyrics and dropped this on the Christmas album, and I would not have thought twice. We're living in in these great times. We're living (laughs) in these Christmas times. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, just change all of the negative adjectives to positive ones, and it, it, it might actually work.
0: Well, even though, even with the current lyrics... There's something that is a little bit kind of Dickinsonian, Yeah. Like a, like a
1: sad Dickinsonian Christmas? Yeah, D- dickensian.
0: Dickensian. Oh yeah, thank you.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like I could see I could almost imagine the the cratchits singing this song as they get ready <laughs> for their Poor their thin Christmas dinner.
1: Singing about how miserable life is, but they've all got smiles on their faces and they split. What's the Mickey's Christmas Carol where they all slice a single pea and they get these teeny tiny slices and they're just so happy about it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Or Kermit the Frog being like, you know, we don't have that much, but we have each other.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then Miss Piggy like kicks him or something. That's what Miss Piggy does. Kills a ghost. Yeah, right. Kills a ghost with a shotgun. (laughs) it must have been a fever dream when you were little to watch all of these together and just create this monstrosity of a memory. Yeah. You know, for the longest time, I thought there was a third Ghostbusters.
0: What, was there not?
1: No. Well, I mean, there was a third like modern one, but for the longest time when I was a kid, oh. I thought there were three with the original cast.
0: When I was a kid, I tried to watch Ghostbusters and got so scared that I went and hid in the basement for the rest of the film.
1: The basement is the scariest place in the house, Omen.
0: (laughs) Less scary than watching Ghostbusters.
1: Fair enough. Okay, I'll give it to you.
0: Nick, anything else musically that we want to tease out of this song?
1: No. No, I don't think so. I I like the idea. It is forever flavored now with a Christmas feeling, but I think it's even more enjoyable because of that. Yeah. No, I like it. I like it good. I like the music. Let's let's jump into lyrics then, I guess, yeah?
0: Before we jump into lyrics, I yeah. want to posit some questions and interrogate the origin of this song a little bit. Okay. Because when I look at this song up, it mm-hmm. has a release date of
1: 1988. Ten years after Heavy Horses.
0: Which might seem really confusing because okay why would it then be released as a bonus track on heavy horses but let's look at the sound right when i listen to this song i don't hear john glasscock
1: yeah there is negligible bass
0: there's there's nothing particularly glass glasscockian yeah Glaskegan?
1: i don't know i was trying to think of of the glaswegian version of Glascock, so yeah probably
0: glasclegian about the bass and also ian's flute playing which is a little Mm. bit more studied Mm. and and has a little bit of that more dainty staccato later feel seems to indicate a later time period and his voice
1: well i mean the voice you can kind of get away with it just being that that jack in the green voice you know Kind of, maybe. You
0: could, yes, you could say that. And I think that that, that is definitely an argument to be made. But mm-hmm. with all the other things that are pointing me my mind in that direction, to me, it does sound like that kind of post-surgery voice yeah, that sure. Ian had when they recorded Crest of a Nave.
1: Well, no album was released in 88, but it was between Crest and Rock Island. Right. And Gail his daughter, Gail Anderson, was born in 70. So say she's taking flute in school, she's anywhere between 12 and 16. That would put us at eighty-two, eighty-six. which means she would have said, hey, Dad, go learn how to play the gosh darn flute by this time.
0: And to me, it does sound like someone who has... The flute playing on this song sounds to me like mm-hmm. someone who has been playing the flute for a while and is now starting to learn how to play it, quote unquote, properly.
1: Right, right, exactly. Yeah, that all that all fits, that tracks. You, you definitely, you definitely Sherlocked your way into explaining the sound. <laughs> it was on this. The, it's great. I love it. I'm very, I'm very proud of you. And happy. the
0: arsenic was in the ice cube.
1: The arsenic was all over the flute, and now I shall take cocaine. It helps me focus.
0: You want to know if. A fun fact about Sherlock Holmes' cocaine addiction? I, I, that, yes. In the early stories, Sherlock Holmes famously is addicted to his, his 10% mixture. He has a special name for it of cocaine and heroin. When Arthur Conan Doyle (laughs) later realized that actually, shockingly, taking both cocaine and heroin has deleterious effects on one's health, Mm. he wrote sherlock out of the addiction he said he wrote a bit where dr watson helps him get clean wow because he didn't want his character to be you know leading people toward a of a vice that was really harmful yeah back when he thought it was all just you know a little bit of fun it was it was all right
1: yeah they were still giving cigarettes to babies but you know don't don't mix your coke and heroin (laughs)
0: that's right that's a little fun fact for you
1: it is a fun fact thank you for that yeah Anything else uh historically, any more research you did you you got on this? Well,
0: if let's say that if indeed it was released in eighty eight and was perhaps recorded at the same time as Crest of a Knave, then right. we would have had a lineup that looked something like Don Perry, Peter John v- Vettis, yep. Martin Barr, of course, David yep. Pegg as the bassist.
1: Yeah. Those are all names that stuck around for a little bit. They're all names that that I recognize, yes, they're not the the dream team, but they're also not the the fourth stringers that no offense that we have today. you know it's not they're not the Jethro tall band. I'd say they're still still Jethro tall at that point
0: oh definitely 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 yeah. definitely definitely
1: so yeah it's it is a different sound and 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 it can be explained by all of these little pieces put together, yeah. Shall we now talk about the lyrics? Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you make of these overall broad strokes? What's the feeling you get from these lyrics?
0: Hmm, I, you know, I feel like it is a case of macro view, micro view.
1: Kind of, yeah. Yeah, 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 I like that.
0: That we have, there's an implication kind of later in the song of the what's going on nationally, what's going on maybe even globally in terms of economics. Yeah. But that locally here is how it is showing itself. Here are the manifestations of of the global things locally. And, you know, there is a sense that times are lean, times are tough. But, you know, we're as good Englishmen, as good Britons, we are... Keeping a stiff upper lip and keeping our chins up and muddling through.
1: Yeah. Keeping calm and carrying on.
0: Yeah. Keeping calm and carrying a pack of beans with you at all times.
1: (laughs) Just in case. To eat secretly
0: when no one is looking. Lest the bean police catch you. Do you hear
1: crunching? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't have any beans in my mouth. Who has beans? No one. Who has beans? (laughs)
0: I smell beans. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's sort of my overview. What do you What do you think?
1: It's yeah. I think that that's kind of it. it's weird. It's this weird like it's all a bummer, but it's also kind of lighthearted. The shits hit the fan, but is Ian commiserating here? Is it an instance of it's all, always look on the bright side of life? You know, is this right? Are they right. taking a life of Brian approach here? Oh. <laughs> Always look on the bright
0: side of life, or is it that Dickinson, Dickensian? Thank you. Is it that Dickensian view of, yes, you know, we're under Scrooge's thumb, but but we have our family and we have love, yeah. and so that's you know that's what really matters, yeah. even though oh these times are
1: hard. Yeah, i th- i think I think that that's got to be what it is. I do. I mean, that tied in with how light and almost like goofy, oddly fun-sounding the music
0: is. Yeah, it's a bit. What's I think there's an expression for this, but kind of pulling a face at at the devil. That's sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, saying like, "Oh yeah, things are so hard." Ha ha ha.
1: Yeah, as you're as you're tap dancing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Tap dancing on the sinking. Playing on the deck of the Titanic. There's the a,
1: f- fiddle playing, playing the fiddle on the Titanic.
0: That's my, the file that has my popular expressions is failing to load in my brain right now.
1: Yeah, 404 error. Yeah. <laughs> file not found. Yeah.
0: There are some things that are really, but speaking of expressions, there are some lovely little expressions in here. Yeah. The, the, the fat's in the fire.
3: The bones in the china, the fat's in the fire.
0: My dad will still say, you know, I, I was in a I was in a pinch, but so-and-so pulled my bacon out of the fire. Uh,
1: yeah, that's definitely something your father would say.
0: Right. Because if the fat is in the fire, it'll burn up. And the fat is, right. is, you know, a valuable thing.
1: Yeah. Well, also the fat, the fat's in the fire is taken to mean it's the start of something that has really bad consequences. That a, It's a grease oh, fire. Oh, sure. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bombs in the China. That one puzzles me. I don't know if it's like we really like destroyed our China or is it that China is a nuclear power now?
0: Or is it a reference to the
1: IRA bombings that were
0: happening at various times during the 70s and 80s, I think.
1: It's possible. Yeah. Yeah yeah and then it that it affects your china you know your if if it shakes the the heck out of your house you, your china will fall over I don't know,
0: or is it that kind of tongue in cheek like uh oh dearie, did you see
2: there's a bomb in the china
0: oh well, put it out with the rubbish
1: yeah, <laughs> the fact that maybe it's it's tongue in cheek in the sense that nobody has china anyway
0: right they're, they're all
1: they're all working hand to mouth here i'm 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 hesitant to say it's the China being a nuclear power because that happened in 64. Mm. But it, but it, sound, it sounds you know, like some illusion that Ian would use for that.
0: Yeah, it seems like one of those kind of hidden references. Yeah. There's also some interesting mixed metaphors here. So the commuter returns on the six, of, on the six o'clock flyer brings no bale of hay for the stable.
3: The commuters return on the six o'clock flyer brings no bale of hay for the stable
0: that's a bit like mixing things to make it nonsensical because of course you mm-hmm. don't go down to london and go to your office and literally bring back a bale of hay yeah but it's like saying the breadwinner or bringing back the bacon but it's interesting that right they've chosen hay that he's chosen hay here
1: yeah because you've got to feed your horses too sure so i don't know maybe the lights failing along the green belt as we follow the hard road signs well the light at this on the green belt as we follow the hard road signs. The farmers are suffering.:
0: Yeah, I think that that must refer to I think that the green belt refers to something in kind of a city planning or urban planning. Oh uh, okay, aspect where around a city you would have a belt of green. maybe that is what the suburbs. Semi-detached in our suburbanness. Maybe that's a reference to that.
1: Semi-detached in our suburbanness. We're living in these hard times. Okay, that's my favorite line in this, is the semi-detached in our suburbanness. We're living in these hard times.
0: As far as I can tell, that is the first mention of the word suburb or suburban in any Jethro Tull song.
1: Yeah. It took him until 88, 89. To uh, admit it. 88 to do it, yeah. Yeah. I I just like it, though. It's, It's... there's a that semi-detached is just a really nice. It gives me such a good image of people slogging through work. The stock markets crashed. There's right. A, a nuclear bomb in five countries out of the world, and and I'm gonna go home to my my picket fence and have some tea and yeah, be and living maintain in these the hard illusion
0: times. that everything's all right, even though we know that everything's not.
1: Yeah, because what else can you do? Right. Go bananas. Yeah. I mean, you could. <laughs>
0: We have in the chorus some more mixed metaphors. The flies in the milk and the cat's in the stew. Well, that mm-hmm. doesn't belong. No. The fly belongs in the ointment and the cat should be in the milk.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, the fly's in the milk and the cat's in dispute. Another bun in the oven. Oh, what to do? We and the and try to bring
1: a pound from your pocket. Good day
3: to you. Oh, these hot times.
1: There's a fly in my soup. You know that there could be that. Sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another another bun, bun in the oven. The oven. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what to do? Another mouth to feed. Great.
0: Well, and to your point, it kind of does relate back to that. That almost tongue in cheek. So, Whoops, Well, we got pregnant again. Oh well. What are we going to do?
1: Guess right. we just
0: have to have another baby.
1: Yeah. What? Don't dwell on it. Yeah. Right. Exactly.
0: Know? Get on with it. Yeah. We'll laugh and we'll sing. And try to bring a pound from your pocket. Good day to you.
1: Oh, these hard times. Oh. Yeah, it's it's such a oh my gosh, it's such a weird song. It really, really is. And even not even sound wise, even it's such a different take than we're accustomed to hearing with Ian. Yeah, you know, normally there's there's wry commentary. There's something that that he kind of makes it a little more personal. This is a, a kind of a blanket. Blankets on fire, blanket statement, you know?
0: Yeah, but, but not in the bitter way that, that as no, you say, we're used no. to. It's almost more pastiche or or sat, like like the lighter side of satire. Yes. Satire, light.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Satire Less calories. Fewer calories. Same flavor, fewer calories, yeah.
0: Then the second verse is, is, I think, potentially gives us some some things to really dive into in terms of references to what was going on in the world.
1: It feels a lot more specific, yeah.
0: Yes. So the politicians sat on the wall and traded with the union game. Someone slapped a writ on our deficit, not a penny left to our name. Oh, these hard times and the credits lean. They toss and they turn in sleep. And the line they take is the line they make, but it's not the line they keep.
3: The politician sat on the wall. Trade was a union game. Someone slapped the wrist on a deficit, not a penny left to her name. All oh, the times are hard and the credit's are lean, and they dozen they turn and sleep. And the line they take is the line they make, but it's not the line that they keep.
0: All right. So I did a little perfunctory preliminary prepubescent research into the economy of the UK
1: in the 1980s.
0: -hmm. And I should like to read some of it to you, if that's all right.
1: Please do. Everybody line up for Uncle Omen's story time.
0: (laughs) Story time for corporate executives. (laughs) This is from economicshelp.org. The article is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the article is called UK Economy in the 1980s, published August 4th, 2017, by Tejvan Pettinger. At 4 a.m. on Rolling Stones. Fouring, <laughs> on Rolling Stone. <laughs> the 1980s was a period of economic volatility. There was a deep recession in 1981 as the government tried to control inflation. The recession particularly hit manufacturing, causing unemployment to rise to over 3 million. Unemployment did not fall until the mid and late 80s when the economy boomed during the, quote, yuppie years, unquote, of rising wages, rising house prices, and stock market boom. However, this, quote, Lawson boom, unquote, proved to be short-lived with inflation returning and eventually causing the recession of 1991-92. So this was a period where the conservative party was pursuing... Free market influenced economists, economic policies who were purported by people like Milton Friedman, and there was a lot of deregulation, lower income ta- uh, lower income tax rates, and reducing the power of the trade unions. Mm-hmm. These were the Thatcher years, as I understand. Okay, and you know, people on the one hand said, "Oh, yeah, well, this is a lot of pain in the short term, but it's really addressing these long standing problems like inflation." industrial relations and economic decline. But people on the other side say, it actually just made a bunch of people very poor.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, in 1988, we had Reagan, which was trickle-down economics. So it it was going around. (laughs) It was going around.
0: And if you look at the unemployment numbers, they are severe. Yeah. Between 1979 and 1982, the unemployment rate jumped from 6%, which is not great, Mm -hmm. Up to 13%, which is very bad.
1: Very not great.
0: Very not great. And it stayed above 10% all the way until the late 80s. Oh, and of course, it particularly hit the former manufacturing heartlands such as the North, Wales, Scotland, etc. So, if we take all that into consideration, I think that that fits in perfectly with the politicians traded with the union game. They slapped a writ on our deficit, you know, causing people to all these kind of harsh e- economic policies basically punish people for being disadvantaged, right, or for being poor. The poor tax, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, and makes it hard to get, hard to get credit, etc. So, yeah, and the feeling of being lied to by the politicians. The line they take is the line they make, but it's not the line they keep. Yeah, you know, I can imagine even people who maybe were in support of some of these policies at the get-go saw the results of them, and it hit their own pocketbooks.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not just now that politics benefit only the rich. Yeah, It's it's been going on for a while.
0: This song makes sense to me in the context of the economic volatility of the 80s. Yeah,
1: yeah, it does. And regardless of who you vote for, like how much control do you have? So let's go back to our thesis. We're living in these hard times. What are we going to do?
0: Right, and I think that the answer to what we're gonna do is retreat into our you know semi detach ourselves in suburbia, yeah, yeah. and mm. be aware of the things like oh yeah well we we don't actually have any jam right now,
1: yeah, that last verse there, the more of the more of the silly like fairy tale illusion the cow jumped over yesterday's moon, and the lock ran away with the key as opposed to
0: the spoon ran away uh, with the. The fork ran away with the spoon?
1: Knife ran away with the spoon. The knife, my silverware is in disarray, Nick. And what What jumped over the moon?
0: The cow jumped over the moon.
1: Is it the cow in that one, too? Oh, it's yeah. just not yesterday's moon, yeah. You know what you're like, and you like what you know, but there's no jam for tea. Right. right? <laughs> okay. The cow jumped
3: over yesterday's moon, and the lock ran away with the key, you know what you like, and you like what you know, but there is no jam
0: for tea. I like jam. I also like jam. There is no jam. <laughs> yeah. Oh, these hard times. <laughs> I
1: like jam. I like knowing that I like jam. And yet, we're out of jam. <laughs> we
0: have no jam. Yeah, there's, there's kind of like a, I don't want to say a forced cheerfulness, but like a, a dogged cheerfulness yeah. throughout this
1: song. If you plaster a smile on your face, eventually eventually you will feel happy. Maybe. I mean, there are stu- studies show that the, the more you force yourself to smile, the more the, the happier you will be.
0: That's why I always force other people to smile. Just, Just around you, s- yeah. Spread
1: happiness. You got those weird, like, m- lip spreaders that you have at the dentist. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. You're a weird supervillain omen. <laughs> yeah. The smile, man. <laughs> the smile man strikes again and just sort of we defeated the cake man <laughs> it all comes back to the cake man jimmy but all it does it
0: does sort of have this this sort of cyclical feeling of like well yes times are hard but but what are we going to do about it nothing nothing for it but to strap on our our attitudes and go do the best we can
1: yeah that's the moral of the story in this like I can continue to name imaginary and real woes of the world but what good does it do?
0: I think that the semi-detached in our suburbanness really hits this on the head. I think that this is a an andersonian critique of a certain class of people.
1: If that one phrase were not in there, it would be it itself would be detached from reality, but but that really anchors it.
0: Yeah, without that line, you could say, "Oh, it's about the you know, it's about all the poor people in the UK who are having to fight through it and suffering." Yeah, yeah. but it's not. I think it's about the people who, detached in their suburbanness, don't actually really feel all the effects of the horrible things that are going on. Mm. You know, maybe they're affected a little bit. They have to they have to cut back on jam. But they're not losing their jobs. They're not yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah.
0: necessarily being foreclosed on. Although you know we do we do have the the line about not a penny left to our name.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I see. No, I think the detachment is that you ignore it. You know, it's it's the it's the what can we do? We just smile. We're living on hard times. That's the detachment is is just not worrying about it. Right. And being in the suburbs, you're out of the city where all the business is, you're out of the really low-income low areas where you don't have to see right, the really where, where deleterious the effects. Yeah, yeah. So you, there is some escape for you, even though you are still feeling it. You can at least look out and see see patches of grass and yeah. neighbors mowing their lawn and walking their dogs. Very,
0: it's very interesting. I wonder I wonder if it is a critique against the against people who know that the world is going to hell and aren't actively doing anything about it? Or is it a celebration of the attitude of keep a stiff upper lip and carry on? Yeah. I don't I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Nick.
1: It could be both. You know, why can't it be both? Because there are those people who do know, who are well aware of... The rottenness in the world and not doing anything about it. But, but what can they do?
0: Well, there's lots that they could do.
1: A person living in the suburbs working paycheck to paycheck.
0: They could call their politicians. Mm. They could write a strongly worded letter.
1: Writing wasn't invented yet. They could, they, could, <laughs> they could organize a
0: community support system. They could protest. They could throw their urine at the motorcade
1: you're you're thinking in very, very two thousands mindset. I think,
0: probably. Well, they had urine yeah. back in the eighties. They
1: did not. They, they, it's all. That's what they want you to think, Nick. <laughs> big urine. That's what big urine's that's keeping what... you down.
0: But yeah, but I I think it's really interesting. I'd I'd be very curious to to know how this song hits for an actual Brit. Who actually lived during these times? I mean, we yeah. we are blinded by our youth, Nick, our our delicious dumb youth,
1: our youth and our detachment, being from the states and being only sixteen years old. Like we have we're so the, youthful, we're so young.
0: I had to ask my mom's permission to get this microphone.
1: <laughs> my mom, my mom drove me here. My mom drove me to this microphone. In my <laughs> Nick, anything else to say
0: about living in these hard times?
1: That is it for me. Anything for you, Omen? I think Podcasting great, I think
0: it's in these good. hard times.
1: Oh, gosh, so hard.
0: Nothing more for me. I I always like New Tall. I always like songs about broad economic issues. And maybe I will even grow to like this song if I listen to it a few more times.
3: Oh these hard times.
1: Speaking of broad, next week do you know what we're listening to?
0: Mm, I have a bizarre feeling about it. Oh
1: it's aqualung. It's, <laughs> it's, it's Katie Perry. It's Katie No, Perry. it's Broadford Bazaar, it's isn't Broadford it? Broadford Bazaar, yeah. You know this one, right? Mm,
0: only maybe I've only heard it maybe once or twice.
1: Okay. Some some awesome lyrics in Broadford Bazaar. It's a very beautiful song, too. It's very dark and kind of eerie. Yeah. I I like Broadford Bazaar a lot. Until next week. Yes. There are no hard times for you, sweet listeners. You have all the stars in the world. All we're asking for is five.
0: That's right. If the times are hard and the credits are lean, you don't have to toss and turn in your sleep. You can, through your labor, create stars which whose value will never go down in relationship to the great British sterling pound, pound sterling.
1: sterling right. Yeah. Pound. It's it's like it's the gold standard. Right. Isn't that's that, right. It's always right. like the same. Yeah. Gold. standard. However,
0: yeah. if you do have a penny to your name, mm-hmm. why don't you give us five thousand pennies every month and we will give you a wealth of things that will help get you through these hard times, including bonus episodes, talk toll with me and access to our
1: <laughs> Discord.
0: Ah, uh, access to our
1: Discord, Nick. You know, I as much as I would appreciate 5000 pennies, we don't need 5000 pennies. We we just need 500
0: pennies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a reason I didn't become an economist, Nick.
1: <laughs> you t- you did that one semester and they kicked you out because you kept asking girls if they wanted to see your stimulus package. And I, and
0: I kept moving the decimal point when the professor wasn't looking. They hated
1: that. They hated it. Oh my Until God, next so, week. So touchy about that decimal point.
0: I am the tax-deductible write-off that is Omen Said.
1: I am a complete waste of money, Nick McGill.
0: We are the unnecessarily severe supply-side reform that is Feckless Mom's. And this is the
1: skyrocketing inflation <laughs> that talked talk-told to me.
2: Uh, mom, we have here, coming to Windsor... Palace today, none other than the President of the United States, uh, Mr. Ronald
1: Reagan. Now, m- Mrs. Elizabeth, it is an it's an honor to meet you. And uh, thank and you I... so
2: much for coming here. Uh, why don't you sit upon this poofy divan?
1: Oh, uh, we 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 don't have this where I'm from. So, uh, uh, thank Franklin,
2: you. bring the president a cup of our best tea, please. Mr. President, <laughs> I'm so happy that you are doing so much for the poor people of uh, your American colonies. And we have some interesting problems here which are not so very toothsome, in fact.
1: That's right. I, I hear that there are poor people all over the world, and and I was wondering just how you were planning to handle the poor folk here in the uh, the original America.
2: Yes, yes. Well, I'm so pleased you asked me. Uh, we we our, our very fine, very broad and very much going to hell when she dies, so Madam Prime Minister has explained to me that, that there is something that is happening called a a recession. Now, oh. I am unfamiliar with this term. The only thing that I have ever re- seen recessed is the gene pool of my family. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're a funny gale Liz. You're a funny gale So tell, tell me more about... M-m-m- Maggie Thatcher. Now, now, she's—does she want to help these poor people? She wants to, or she wants to keep them down. Is that right? We should keep them down.
2: Um, the impression that, that uh, Prime Minister Thatcher has given to me is that the more poor people that we have, the more poor that they are, the, the more easy it is to employ them. You see, because they have a, uh, a something called a... Uh, decline of traditional industries. Which, once we force them out of the mines, then they will be able to go forward to new industries, which will jet rocket us into the future like some sort of
1: American missile. Well, that now that you mention it, there—that's that, a good point because we—we over in the greatest country in the world, we—we yes. we have a, a, a theory that the. The more you, you keep people poor, the richer you and I can be.
2: Well, this, well, you see, that's right, yes, because my favorite thing is when I'm riding in my coach and I feel a slight bump and I turn to my dear husband, who is, do you know, also my cousin. Is that so? I say, my darling, what was that company And he says, oh, oh, my love, that
1: was a pop And we have a laugh,
2: laugh, 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 laugh. laugh. (laughs) But we don't let anyone
1: see. Oh, yeah, that's... That's a good way to get rid of your peasants. We just throw ours into into mines and really oh, and like prisons. We have all li- those lovely oh,
2: prisons. We lost so much work. That's gets right. Done.
1: That's right. War. Oh man, the war on drugs has really taken off, and we are just controlling the poor population. Speaking of which, would you like some cocaine? Oh, oh, that's right. I have a. I've got a snood of laudanum. Would you like some of that? Oh, thank you very much, sir. I Usually I don't have two, but I'll make an exception.
2: Also, we had this new spot where instead of foxes, you see, because we are preserving the fox population, we, we send out uh, people who cannot
1: pay their debts. We call them moans. Oh, oh, that's, you know, I've heard of that. They, they're, officially, they're called the feckless momes Oh, yes, correct? that's right. And
0: that they're,
2: they're very proud to participate in the games. We, we say that they're proud members of something. What is it? Um, oh, the, those games, it's, uh, it's the, the talk told to me. Yes. yes, that's right. The Fecus Mobes are a proud member of the. Talk Talk to me is a proud member of the Fecus Mobes Audio Network. That makes all the
1: sense in the world. More cocaine! I'll have to tell Nancy.